today's edition of AM Minnesota. We got a couple of people in studio here, believe it or not, from the city of Faribault. And we look forward to visiting with them. Jill Stropman is with me. What's your official title, Jill? I am the Youth Recreation Coordinator for the Faribault Park and Rec. Ooh, what a cool title. I know. Fancy, huh? Youth. (laughs) That keeps you young, right? Yeah, that's, that's the goal. I bet you feel young every day working with young people. It is. It's fabulous. I get to work with kids ages three all the way up. And yeah, every age bracket gives you a unique, fun adventure. And it's pretty awesome. Great job. You also assist over at BA with the volleyball program there. So you get to work with teenagers there. I know. Love that too. Love being in the gym. Any chance I get. All that energy they have, right? Yes. Yes. It is amazing. Feeds right into you. Probably infuses energy for you. Absolutely. And Jill is here because the Pet Parade, which is a <sighs> tremendous Faribault tradition. I did a lot of research last year to find out if it was the oldest. Others are claiming to be older. I, I But I thought we decided that Pet Parade was. I thought we decided we came out ahead I in think, that. I think, I think you're think right so. on that. We are the 87th year. Because you had one during COVID. We did. Nothing stops us. We the, keep going. And the other one that I was citing did not. So yeah. that's why I'm giving you the, yep. the crown. We, we kept it going. <laughs> yeah, 87 years this year is the 87th. So, And it's August 10th, and 7 o'clock is the start time. And the theme this year is time travel. So every year we have a theme so we can get everyone in the community kind of thinking creatively. So we went with time travel this year. So there's all kinds of opportunities. You can go back in time, forward in time, whatever you would like to do. Be time machines all over the place. That's right. (laughs) Did you grow up here, Joe? I grew up in Otana. So, so were you aware of the pet parade or did you, were you not aware until you got hired? I was not aware until I was actually, when I was in college, I worked here as a park leader, myself, park and rec leader. So that was my first taste of it being in. And I was amazed back then. It was so much fun. I mean, when you see kids on trikes, dogs in costumes, you know, I've seen chickens in strollers, um, hermit crabs in cages, Families with amazing costumes, you get horses. I mean, it's just, it's a thrill every year. It's like, what's going to be down there? So it's quite exciting. Yeah, I moved here in June of 87, and I remember it was 87, 88, 89, somewhere in there in the 80s. I got on a bunny costume (laughs) and rode a tricycle at the front of the parade. there you go. Where else do you get to do that but pet parade? I, I went to Central Park afterwards where they hand out the freezies, right? Yeah. And all these little kids are up. Hugging my leg, <laughs> the, the bunny's leg. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, pretty awesome. It was really hot, if I remember right. So it yeah. must have been we, 80, We like to call that being spicy. Yeah. Was, so, yeah, sometimes it can be quite spicy. It was probably 88 because that's the drought year, right? <laughs> yeah. It was the hot yeah. drought year. But I will say it was fun. Yeah. And then, and then I judged for a number of years, I judged the horses. Okay. Were my area of expertise. Awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. You still have horses in the parade? We do. We still have horses in the parade, and we've actually got Matthew's Percherons that will be in it this year. Um, so that'll be cool, too. And then we always get those, hopefully, some great surprises of other people in the area that have horses that come, and some of them will paint their horses up and decorate them, and, yeah, that's pretty yep, put awesome. Yep, lots of ribbons in their manes. And yep, all kinds of fun things, and yeah. And tails. Yep. And doll them up. yeah. Yeah, 
That It'll was kind of sad. Tilly won't be here this year. <gasps> Tilly the donkey nope. won't make an appearance. That Why is not? sad. My wife has gone out of state. So our donkey herder is not yeah. here. A donkey's always goes with the Faribault Family Aquatic Center float, and that's been a very unique thing to see. Okay. You're going to have to explain to me what the tie <laughs> is here. That's my donkey at our. Yeah, but do donkeys swim? No. No, it's just part of the float. Just, yeah, just, just with the just wikes, With just my don- kids. Are donkeys able to swim? Oh. Hmm. That I don't know. They're oh. desert animals, so maybe not. <laughs> I'm just curious because <laughs> horses can swim. Yeah. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're kind of related. Are they not cousins or something? Distant, maybe. We should probably tell people who this is. We should. Yeah. Who is this guy? <laughs> I'm Kevin O'Brien, Recreation Superintendent. Yeah. I, I brew a brain lock and couldn't remember your name. Sorry about that. That's I was okay. hoping Jill would bail me out, but she didn't. Oh, I thought that was like an opening to... Him introducing, introducing himself. himself. Oh, yeah. okay. We better get a market update here or Jerry will have. Or promote it to register a float that's free to do. They just need to sign up online so I can give them a spot in the parade. And then for everyone else that wants to join that's got dogs, cats, uh, no pets. You don't have to have a pet to be in it. If you just want to dress up in costume or ride your bike or rollerblade or anything. Anything like that. There's several different categories you can sign up for. So that night, you just go down by 9th Street, and there's category signs on the street, so you know where to line up. Um, we've got judges that go out with the infamous uh, paper plate awards and uh, that the Fun Center uh, kids and staff make. So that's kind of a unique thing. We love to have that child um focus on the parade um, and then Harry Brown's um, was a great sponsor for the pet parade this year so they are providing um, the medals and uh, for the parade winners and then we've got making faces coming over from Mankato that are going to be painting faces and handing out balloon animals throughout the parade and at the end of the parade um, and that will all be free thanks to Harry Brown's for doing that so um, and then at Central Park after the parade there's popsicles fairway gives us uh, the freezies and uh, I believe the music for the night is Jivan Ivan and King of Swings will be uh, performing down at the park. And then we also have our spirit team program, which is our cheerleading dance type program that will be um, going through the parade with their performance and then doing a second performance down at the parade afterwards. And then down at Central Park, we'll have some of the inflatables and some of the games for people that want to hang out and just celebrate the evening and join us there. So, And you're guaranteeing good weather. You know what? Rain or shine, we go, and it's always a great day on Pep Parade. So August 10th it is, yes. Yeah. I remember some years when there were actual downpours for the Pep Parade. Oh, there's been a few. But, yep, we keep going. And it's fabulous. Our our parade participants and the watchers, they just power through it. So yeah, I think that's cool. The only yeah. thing that would stop it is probably a storm, right? Correct. I mean, you Correct. don't want people out in the lightning. Right. Same is true at the aquatic center. Yes. Yeah, that's a 30-minute delay at the outdoor pool if we get thunder or lightning. That doesn't happen often, I wouldn't guess. Not this, this summer. Year. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a bummer. See, you know, I thought you'd have record-breaking numbers with the heat where it's been. You know, when they first built the pool, they had about 60,000 in attendance. And it was the first pool of its size in the surrounding area. It's true. Northfield didn't have theirs. Owatonna didn't have theirs. Wasika didn't have theirs. 
Everybody's built their pool since then, and attendance has dropped to less than half of that. Hmm. So typically now we end up somewhere around 25000 in a summer. Yeah, it's bound to happen, I guess. Although you still get, I know, buses from the metro. Yeah, and we're actually having groups coming from the metro because our pool is not as busy. We're getting daycares from all over the southern half of Minnesota. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. We're happy to have them. We need more than just Faribault people to make that go, right? Right. Yeah, you need more than that. So how awesome. Now you had, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember the, the program. You guys have these, was it a teen camp or something? We've got uh, Fun Center camps. That's it. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. Yeah, we are running our last week of Fun Center camp. Um, yeah, it's been a great summer with that. Fun Center's for kids ages 6 to 12 years old out at Jefferson, and we are open from 9 to 4.30. And we've got incredible leaders, and they plan a lot of fun activities and theme ideas and special interest activities. And then we also have our camps up at the Washington Rec Center that run in the morning, and those camps are for youth ages three and a half to seven years old. So, and there's a variety of camps. Every two weeks, there's a new camp up there that has a different theme and unique programming with that. So yeah, a lot of fun things. And we also just wrapped up our our ball program. So the Jefferson ball program, which was for, uh, we had a new program this year called Little Tykes. That was for four-year-olds. Um, and then we run through third grade at Jefferson. So that just ended last week, as well as the Tipitanka baseball program just wrapped up. So all of a sudden, here we are in August, and it's hard to believe how fast all of that went. I know. School's just around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of weeks after the pet parade is school. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Has it always been around this time? Yep. It's always kind of our summer finale. So we take a look at the summer schedule when school gets out and when the 4th of July hits and uh, plan out all of our camps accordingly. And we try to make sure that the pet parade is the big summer finale for us so it's generally um around this time every year how do you pick the theme well i've been around for a lot of these pet parades so we try to kind of um change it up we usually at the end of the year have all the staff kind of create some fun ideas um some years we've put it out on our facebook page and said here's the top four and we let the community vote Sometimes we throw it out to the staff and let them vote. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of a collaborative effort of creative ideas. We've had sometimes participants from the community share a thought with us, and we put that in the um, bucket of ideas and see what comes up. Have you ever had space exploration as your theme? We've had a couple different space theme ideas throughout the years. Yep. So those are fun, too. So it seems like the more general we can get it, the simpler it is for people to kind of put their ideas together and time travel. We thought, wow, that could go a lot of different ways. It'd be fun to see what people will do with it. Creativity. I love it. Yeah. Yep. And those minds are more creative than when we get old like me. We're not as creative as we were when we were kids. Yeah. You remember playing... You know, just how, you know, playing like you had your own house or whatever and, oh, you know, having to use your imagination. Imagination was key. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and that still is a, a critical thing for kids to keep doing and adults of all ages. So, yeah, put your creative minds to work and think about how you can be a part of the pet parade. Now, I'm sure you guys know, obviously, Jill, you've done this for how long? How long have you, how many pet parades have you been 
20, oh, probably close to 30, to be honest with you, well, from being you a leader working here. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of them. And you know a parade has to have a certain lineup. Yep. It's always led by. Yep. So the police department starts us off, and then we've got um, a local scout troop that um, will be carrying the flag, so that's really fun. And then we've got our junior parade marshals. Those are kiddos that were selected in our fun center program. Cool. Um, so they're generally the lead of the parade along with the fire department. So we start off with that and then we move into the floats and the cats and the dogs and the rabbits. And we've got kids from our summer ball program and the Faribault Family Aquatic Center is there and Harry Browns will be a part of it this year. And yeah, so a lot of different unique pieces. Can you reveal what's on your float? Lifeguards are usually pretty, pretty standard of a, a concessions bench, an umbrella, a kiddie pool with water, and squirt guns. Pretty standard for the aquatic staff. I'm going to try to get them to be a little bit more creative this year, give them some time to create some float stuff. Um, but it's, it's usually a little more of a last-minute put together for them, trying to get keeping up with the pool at the same time while trying to put the float together. But they do bring great energy. They're yes. usually so excited and having fun and just enjoying getting the crowd a little wet and playing some fun music. So yep. it's fun to have them. You know what amazes me is how large the crowd is watching the parade. I know. Every year I go, oh, I hope there's going to be people watching and I hope there's going to be people participating. And you drive down to the site and you just are hoping, hoping you get there and you're like, yes, there's people there. So it's just, it's such a fun and unique experience. It's so, an incredible grateful. Incredible tradition. So did Hastings have anything like this? They did their Rivertown Days parade, but a fun kid-oriented parade towards the middle, latter half of the summer? No, not quite the same. How about Owatonna? Nothing that I have been aware of. So, Didn't Owatonna have a big pumpkin festival at one time? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they didn't. I thought they did. Yeah, Otana has some great programming, so I'm not exactly sure, but sure, I've not seen a chicken in a stroller down the street of Otana yet, though, <laughs> like I have in Faribault. A chicken <laughs> in a stroller. A chicken in a stroller. I have a picture. It was one of my favorite things. I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's so cool. Did you get it blown up? Oh, absolutely. It's in your office? Down it there? is. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll have to stop by and The see stroller it. was blue, a bright blue stroller with this chicken sitting in it. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't seem to be phased at all, right? No, it was just it like... It wasn't cruel to yeah. the chicken. No, no, I think that chicken was having a really good time. Of course, somebody was pushing along. It didn't have to flap its wings or anything. No, yeah. Wow. Chicken soup for the soul. <laughs> isn't that a book? Yeah, I think so. It's a series of books. There's a series of those, yeah. Yeah, it's Chicken Soup for the Soul. Only got a couple of minutes left. Do you want to run down the information again, Joe, specific information about the pet parade? Uh, yeah, there will be a map posted on the Faribault Park and Rec Facebook page. That'll be on there later. Well, actually, it was actually posted yesterday. It'll be posted again, and we'll have some information out for night to night. And if you share that with yours truly, I'll put it on our website. That would be amazing. And on there, the staging area is on 9th Street, and the parade starts at the corner of 9th Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. 
The parade will run south on 2nd Avenue Northwest and end at Central Park. So it's short and sweet and it's shaded. And I know a lot of people are asking about the construction going on on 2nd Avenue. And I've been assured by our city of Faribault uh, Public Works Department that that will be open and ready for us to use. There'll be oh. some work going on on the side streets, but 2nd Avenue will be open. So that will be fantastic for us so again parade starts at seven o'clock if you want to be a part of the parade we ask that you be there in the lineup spot by six thirty, and yeah join us at central park afterwards for a lot of fun entertainment um, spirit team and the music and the freezies and again thanks to harry browns for sponsoring and helping us out and check it out yep the aquatic center closes when six pet parade night and when is it closed for the season? August 20th. Yeah, I thought so. Before, mm-hmm. See, you know, we were always closed Labor Day weekend in my little hometown of Spring Valley, Minnesota. Sure. But I suppose many of your lifeguards have to go back to college. Yep. Fall sports will have started by then. Yeah, it's tough to schedule or keep a facility open that late. So not anybody around here goes that long nowadays, you're saying? Nope. It's kind of a shame, really. But... It is what it is. Mm-hmm. The school doesn't start till early September, right? Mm, or are they? I think they're the last week in oh. August. Or no, right after Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming in, Jill, Kevin. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. you guys have a great, great pet parade. I'm hoping I can get over there and snap a lot of photos to put up on our website. I never got to see the chicken in the... A stroller, though. What year was that? Oh, that might have been about six years ago, Okay, if memory recalls. I'll have to send you the picture. You can post it no, if you like. No, I'm going to stop by and see the picture. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. <laughs> News, sports, talk, and more. You're listening to the Mighty 920 KDHL Faribault. Also broadcasting at 97.9 FM, a Town Square media station. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston, watching and waiting for another possible indictment in the latest special counsel investigation into former President Donald Trump. With more on the mounting legal case, here's ABC Chief Law and Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas in Washington. All eyes on special counsel Jack Smith as a Washington grand jury could meet later today to hear evidence in Smith's investigation of former President Trump's alleged attempts to overturn the 2020 election. On social media, the former president says he expects to be indicted for a third time, quote, any day now. This is Trump's new co-defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, headed to his first court appearance tied to an alleged cover-up involving those classified documents stored at Mar-a-Lago. Also in Washington, the former business partner of Hunter Biden testified this week behind closed doors. ABC's Aaron Katursky says lawmakers in the room claim that Devin Archer said Hunter Biden took calls from his father in the presence of clients and often put him on speakerphone. While Democrats say the closed-door testimony proved nothing, Republicans say it shows President Biden lied when he said he never talked business with his son. Archer's attorney saying in a statement, we are aware that all sides are claiming victory, but all Devin Archer did was show up and answer the questions. Accused Long Island serial killer Rex Yorman in court today for the first time since pleading not guilty to murder charges.
As the war in Ukraine drags into its 18th month, a reported drone attack on a building in downtown Moscow. For a second time in two days, the same skyscraper in Moscow that houses government offices was again hit by a mystery drone. Russia saying it came from Ukraine. Ukraine not confirming, but an advisor to President Zelensky's office saying this. 